welcome to The Bolt, the official podcast of Trinity Basin Preparatory, a charter school in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, where we share interesting stories and strategies from across our district. I'm Connor Rogers. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Trey. Ho, 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 Connor. How are you today? Uh, I'm jolly and and festive, (laughs) as are you, I assume. Yeah, of course. I've got my Santa hat on, and uh, I'm ready for the holidays. Yeah, Um, and and we are just... So excited to do another holiday episode. I think we had a lot of a lot of fun with the last one. Got a lot of good feedback, and you know, 2020 has been kind of a a bummer year for lots of reasons. But I think just having a little fun, goofy episode will be good. And we decided to go all in and nerd out on Home Alone. Mm-hmm. And who better to nerd out on Home Alone with than Ryan Kayser? Welcome to the Bolt. Hello. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ryan. Absolutely. I know we're kind of on a time crunch here. You both have way busier schedules than me. Um, so let's just let's just jump right into it and just talk about how much we love Home Alone. So I thought we could talk about what scene, if like sucks you in the most, you're like, oh, I, I got to stop what I'm doing and watch the scene. Because we've all seen the movie so much that if, if you're just in the kitchen and you, and you know, if you're Ryan, you're like baking things. And if you're Trey, you're eating things um, that you... <laughs> You, you just stop what you're doing, and you have to, and you just have to watch this scene. What scene is that for you? We're talking Home Alone one or two. This is an important question. Uh, let's go one. Let's stick with one. Go ahead, Trey. Um, I mean, it's the booby traps, right? That's why. That's the whole purpose behind uh, Home Alone. So when that starts, um, I, I've noticed also that I kind of check out anytime they check back in on the rest of the family, like when they cut back to Paris or whatever. And they're like, here's why I don't really like Kevin. I'm like, okay, I don't care. Um, but yeah, it's the, it's all of the, uh, it's the booby traps. It's the burglars getting tortured, I guess let's say. So like when he runs back from church, like that final half hour or so, you're like, mm-hmm. I'm in it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. See, I'm actually opposite. It's for, for me, it's like when the movie slows down. So like the things that I think of that suck me in, like I can picture Kevin eating mac and cheese at the dining room table that he set with the candles lit. Um, I mean, I obviously get sucked in way earlier than any of that. Um, for me, I think it's the scene where Kevin wakes up and the house is quiet and he's all alone and he checks, he sees the cars, the station wagon in the garage, and he says, to the camera, I made my family disappear. <laughs> that is the moment where I'm like, I'm all in. I am not gonna take my eyes away from the television from now on. Yeah, yeah. He does the eyebrows. I made my family disappear. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, interesting, interesting. Okay. Right. Um, so my other thing I wanted to ask you about is, you may or may not know there's a there's a Disney reboot. It's a movie, not a TV show. Uh, they're gonna do a Home Alone movie. And, and I have some info on it. Um, I'll just tell you, uh, it's got the, I don't know his name, but the kid from Jojo Rabbit is in it. <gasps> um, yeah, and see, see? Oh man. It's got, it's got um, Ellie Kemper, who's from The Office and The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's got Keenan Thompson. And then it also has Macaulay Culkin in it. I'm not sure how, if he's in it for five minutes, if he's in it for the whole thing, um, as Kevin McAllister. So okay. knowing, knowing that, what are your thoughts on it? Are we pitching the movie to you? <laughs> so it's your... <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm saying that's like, this movie is happening. <laughs> like right. the train is already leaving the station. Are you like, I got to watch it first thing? Or are you like, I'm boycotting it somewhere in between? I mean, here's, here's my thing. Don't mess with the classic. I know the director is like poo-pooing all 
over it right now. Or I, I've seen headlines where he is just, Christopher Columbus has said, this is a mistake. Like, why would you mess with it? It has staying power. Um, I'm sort of agree. That doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it. I probably will because the cast is, is choice. Like the cast is great. And I think so I'm interested to see where they go, but also I, I think it's important. Connor said it's a reboot. It is not a remake. And so if someone was trying to reprise the role of Kevin McAllister again, I think that would be a mistake. I'll be curious to see where it goes because I think all I've read is that they are, he's going to be a child at war with a couple about a lost figurine. But I'm here for some shenanigans. So I'm here for shenanigans. Right. If that's what it's going to be, um, and I hope, you know, he has the scene like Kevin does and like rolls out the, his, um, his torture devices and destruction plan or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'll watch it. Um, I'm skeptical. Yes, I am. I am skeptical as well. Yes, I, I will jump on board the skeptical train. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, cast sounds amazing. I know nothing about this. I knew nothing about this um, going into it. Um, so cast sounds great. Um, I really want to see, I, I, want, I don't know. I was thinking like, I've always heard that they were gonna do something where Kevin's the dad and he accidentally leaves his kids, but why would he do that? He he knows. Like he, of all Kevin, people, okay. he should know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kevin doesn't grow up to have kids, y'all. <laughs> He is not a parent at Trinity Basin. Well, well we'll get to that in my we'll home home theories. Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it sounds uh, cool. I, I'm, yeah. Like you said, it's probably not going to be good, but I think we're going to be watching it. So, yeah. Uh, so, okay. My thing is, I, I wonder in this reboot, like, how does it work with smartphones and with computers, you know? Because it can't, it can't be like a situation where he has a laptop or a smartphone because then he could just like say like, help, I'm home alone or whatever. Um, even though Kevin McAllister has a fully functioning phone and could call the cops at any time, but we'll get to that. Well, <laughs> um, he doesn't even answer the door when the cops go. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that I can chalk up to be like a scared kid, but if you know sure. someone's gonna break in your house, you could call the cops. Yeah. Same problem in this second one. It's even worse in the second one because he knows they're going to rob it at a certain time. Um, Alexa, I'm being burgled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, he even when he finally does call the cops, he even calls them to a different house than his own. Which <laughs> we'll also get to in my Home Alone theory section. <laughs> Connor is going to have such a hard time keeping the train on the tracks in this one because it's Home Alone. Yeah. Um, so okay. So without further ado, let's get into our next segment. We're going to do uh, some Home Alone trivia. Um, so uh, how would it work? Rather than like have you guys raise your hand, I'm just going to like alternate asking each one of you questions, seeing if you if you know this. Um, so I'm going to start with Trey because Ryan. And actually told me that she knows the answer to this question within the course of the Zoom. So we'll see if Trey was paying attention to Ryan. Um, so Trey, you're up first. Uh, who directed the movie? Who directed Home Alone? Um, so I believe it's the same one who did, uh, what, the first three Harry Potter movies? Is that right? At least Christopher Columbus? Yeah. Very good. You got it correct. You are correct, sir. Okay. Um, so Ryan, uh, your question is who wrote the movie? John Hughes. Oh, you guys the are killing one, it. The one and only John Hughes. Yes. Yeah. Which, which I realized someone like pointed out like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There's like a little bit of that Kevin McAllister look in the camera when he's like, mm -hmm. like a little bit like Ferris. I made my family disappear. Mm -hmm. And um, okay, uh, Mr. Trey, who composed the music for the movie? So this is interesting because I, I was actually listening to. Okay, I was watching Home Alone on the way home. Hold on. <laughs> Um, 
and I, the music is so good. It feels like, it feels like a John Williamsy thing. Is it John Williams? You are correct, sir. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. It's Did you so really good. know that? And you just you just slow rolled it just to no, like no, no, impress no, no, no. everyone. <laughs> I, I literally, if you look at my Siri, um, like I don't know if you can do a Siri history, but it says, "Hey Siri, who uh, you know who composed the songs from Home Alone?" And she said, "Here's what I found on the web: Home Alone, Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, and just listed the movie." She <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so Ryan, um, this is one I did not know. Who plays Fuller? <gasps> oh, it's a Culkin. Uh, Kieran yes. Culkin, maybe? Yes, you are correct. It is Kieran Culkin. All right, all right. You guys are you guys are killing it. I guess I should have come up with a harder trivia question. No, no, no. This is this is the perfect level of <laughs> of difficulty. Right. I now. will. Stay I will say, way. Trey and I talked about it. It was like Connor's going to write hard question. <laughs> we know. We're good, we're good. Well, I okay. I did start them easy, and they get harder later. So we're like okay. in the middle of the test. This is round section one right now. Um, okay. Okay. So who was was it? Trey's up. I think so. Yeah. Oh, no. No, because no, you, you just said John Williams. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. I you just said Karen, Karen so yeah. now it's back Cole. to Trey. Um, yep. All right. So uh, Daniel Stern, who plays Marv in the movie, he was the narrator on what uh, famous TV show? Oh, The Wonder Years. Very good. Very good. Um, okay. Uh, Ryan, I am like 95% confident you know the answer to this. Um, oh, no pressure. The, the black and white movie that Kevin watches <laughs> is? Angels with Filthy Souls. Yes, very good. And for bonus points, Ryan, what is it? In the second movie. Angels with filthier souls. <laughs> Angels with filthier, which is for the listeners, it's not a real movie. You cannot no. actually watch this movie. They they no. made it up for this. By movie. the way, while we're talking about this, so as I watched this, I watched like half last night, and I listened to uh, this a third quarter of it on the way home today. Um, the rewind and pause skills, a rewind and playback skills that Kevin has when he's queuing it up, amazing. Like. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it with an iPhone, and he's just like rewind. Oh, that looks good. Play, play. It's it's impeccable. Like, he well, does have a. It's a superpower because he does it with the talk boy too. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's very and and. I remember from my childhood, you would always like go back too far and you just have to watch the extra scene. Like, I don't think anyone's that good. I did hear this on another podcast where they talked about Home Alone that there's no way the speakers on a TV are that good that you can hear it outside the house and it sound or like it would actual sound gunshots. Real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I would agree with that, but I will say the McAllisters, whatever kind of sound equipment they had, you know the McAllisters had the best, right? And loaded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're going to get to that. In Home Alone theories. <laughs> um, so uh, I think Trey's up because Ryan answered the black and white movie. Um, what is the name of the neighborhood kid that asks if the vans have four-wheel drive and get good gas mileage? Gosh. Oh, man. Oh, there's no way. I, oh, my gosh. I was so excited just to know who Fuller was. And now, uh, I don't know. It's probably like... I'm just guessing. I don't know, Jacob. I, this is my no. first X. No, that's yeah. from Lost. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> sure. Uh, Ryan, you want to take a guess? Uh, I really don't know. I'm just gonna guess uh, Pete. Uh, Mitch Murphy is the answer. Mitch Murphy. For. Oh, because he goes to the Murphy's house at the end. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, Fourth so. Uh, okay, Ryan. This is a, this is a two-parter because I know I know you know the answer to the first one. Uh, Hang on, was, wait a minute. Well, these what? these questions sound lopsided. How, how, how come you're not? I know. No, you I, know, know this one, I only know she has the answer to them because of the conversations we've had in this week, and she's okay. hit, like 
You know what I mean? Um, I guess so. So what, what is the name of the pizza place from the first one? And how much do the pizzas cost when he delivers them in the beginning? I got this. Little Nero's and 122.50. Nailed it. Um, yep. I, did, I didn't know you would know the 120.50. I, I knew you would know Little Nero's. Um, Can I have an extra point for knowing the slogan on the uh, Little Nero's yeah, what is, what is the slogan? sign? I believe it says no fiddling around or no fiddling around. Um, okay. From I guess Nero Fidlin as as Rome burned is that the reference there? I don't I don't yeah. know. I, okay. okay, but it, it's supposed to be a spoof of Little Caesars, right? Because it's Little Nero's Little Caesar, right? right. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Um, bonus point. I'm just okay. So so Mr. Trey, um, this is this is our second to last question here. Um, at the end of Home Alone two, how much has Kevin spent on room service? Kevin. You spent 867. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You're, you're, you're close. You're close. Keep going. Uh, um, yeah, I would say 867 comes to mind, but that's probably not right. You want to guess the cents? At 32 cents. Okay. So you, uh, you are off by $100.11. Oh my so gosh. It was, yeah. $967.43. Is it really? That's, I'm yeah. proud of that. I'll yeah, take that. Yeah, that's that's you're you're yeah. in the ballpark. I mean, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So, um, this is, this I, is, go ahead, Trey. I was just gonna say, I can hear like the cadence of the number of syllables, like, Mark Bennett and Tick Tevin, you know, so I knew yeah. it was somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is the last question. It's a, it's an unanswerable question. It's more of an opinion question because we'll never know the answer to this. But <laughs> do you essay? think, do you think that the toothbrush was actually approved by the American Dental Association? Yeah, I'm going yes. I'm going yes. It's it's a Schrodinger's cat situation. I mean, we you know you never know. Um, I do I do as as watching that scene. Have you ever been so scared that you've clutched onto whatever's in your hand and just backed out of a room despite people shouting at you to? I don't know. That seemed a little. Uh, but I've also seen seven year olds do some weird things in a school. So you know, like especially when they're scared. Like yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Well, I guess he's, not seven. he's he's nine years old, right? Uh, he's eight in the first one. Okay. Yeah. I think, though, I'm with you. Like, he does get scared about the South Bend shovel player in that scene, but he, but then he's not afraid of the guy, the people who are going to, like, come into his house and take his stuff. Yeah. He's very territorial. Very yeah. territorial. Yeah. He's, he's not scared when he's in his own home because he's got his booby traps. But when he's out in the real world, then he's not safe. Okay. Interesting. What does he say right before? Is he like, this is it? Don't this is my scared. house. Yeah, this is it. Don't get scared now. And then he says, this is scared my house. Now. I have to defend it. I have to defend <laughs> um, Okay. So now, thank you for playing in that uh, wonderful trivia game. You, you're both winners, really. Um, you both win uh, silver tunas. Um, <laughs> I, want, I want a score, Connor. Um, <laughs> you're both winners. So, so home loan theories. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I got three. I'm going to pitch them in order of my least favorite theory to my most favorite theory. Okay. And, and you guys just react and you tell me like, absolutely. Or like, that's a terrible theory. Here's why like go all in, pick the nits as you will. I okay. mean, this is also what the, what the wet bandits did. They started with the houses they didn't like the most and they went to the, to the silver dude and they went to the best one last. So that's true. So maybe I should not do that because we should learn from our mistakes. From our mistakes. They don't, there's, two, there's a, there's a sequel. So they don't, that's fine. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> Um, they did not have a growth mindset. <laughs> so, uh, maybe if they had more schema, I'm trying to use words. That there, would sure, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> there would be less schemes. There would be less schemes. Okay. Theory number one. 
Uh, Kevin McAllister grows up to become Jigsaw from the Saw movies. This is the only theory I know, um, and I like it because of how crazy it is. Um, but I, I don't know that I co-sign. But uh, it's fun. It's a fun theory. He's definitely a, a torturous, insane person. So, yeah. And he's yeah. not scared of the, of the burglars when they're in his house. Right. Yeah, I think, um, I, yeah, he definitely either grows up to be like a, an FBI something or other CIA guy or it's something like something like that. Um, I don't know what your other theories are, but my husband and I have discussed. And if you haven't seen Knives Out, this won't make sense. <sighs> I've seen Knives Out. does Kevin McAllister grow into be Chris Evans' character from Knives Out? Knives Out. Ransom. Something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So just like go rewatch, watch Home Alone, then watch Knives Out, and then we can talk. Yeah. That that no that totally tracks. Um, mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna suggest that he grows up grows up to be uh, Daniel Craig's character. And it's like he picks up this accent, <laughs> a hole no, even, with the donut. <laughs> and he even has got like a similar taste in sweaters because Chris Evans has oh, got yeah. that white cable knit and Kevin's got the red cable knit. He's just you know, and that is you know for somebody like Kevin, I bet he does just have a, a closet full of the same like Doug funny outfit to wear every day. So he doesn't have to think about it. He can just think about the shenanigans and the booby traps. Like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that theory. Kevin grows up to be Ransom and Knives Out. Um, I'm on board. Um, theory number two. So we all know the McAllisters are loaded, right? Mm-hmm. It's because the McAllister brothers are very, very high up in the Irish mob. It's Chicago, right? Mm. And when Uncle Frank's like, we're going to miss the flight, he's like, don't worry about it. Like, be optimistic. Because he's got guys on the payroll at O'Hare Airport. <laughs> like, we're going to be like, you know. Hmm. I mean, Uncle Frank is a pretty mobster kind of name. Yeah, really. right. And you can see him being somebody's patsy, right? Right. And well, and I think I think of Frank as like the Fredo Corleone. Like, he's not, he, they don't let him have too much responsibility. That's why he's kind of a cheapskate. Because, like, he, <laughs> like, you can just run, like, this one casino or whatever, Uncle Frank. Yeah. But... First of all, it does explain a very odd choice of. Uh, well, I don't know if it explains it, but I think Paris and Christmas for like a family, an entire family trip, yeah, because is they're weird. loaded. But also maybe they're doing some business over there. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, and but, also like maybe. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Trey. Well, I was going to say, but I feel like if he he, he would have more um, powers in the area to be to like send one of his goons over to check on his son or something, you know. Hmm. That's a, that's a good nip. Their their first uh, their first uh, um, course of action is to call the police. So I don't know that uh, somebody mm-hmm. in a family would say let's let's get the police involved, send them over to the house to have them look around. Well, you know? Unless he's got Chicago PD on the payroll. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so so sense. my other theory with that is that he lets uh, Kate McAllister deal with the missing child because his business in France is so pressing. That like he has to he has to tend to it because we don't really see him in France we see, we just see like the the kids you know yeah he's on the phone once trying to speak French and it's yeah. not going well but that's but that's about it yeah and I, I mean I like I like the idea that Uncle Frank is I don't know if he's the I don't know what his role is but he does say in the second movie he's like you better not ruin our trip Buster your dad's paying good money for this or something like something like that it's mm-hmm. almost exactly like that um, and. So I don't know what role Uncle Frank plays, but he also has his brother, Rob, who apparently is fancy enough to be in Paris for 
an extended amount of time and be renovating his New York apartment. You mean the New so, York apartment where they dropped the bodies? Because that's totally what that place is. I mean, wow. this the, goes all the way the, to the top. The, the sticky bandits almost, yeah, yeah, they almost become a part of that, a part of those walls for sure. Now, now, and and my theory is like, why would criminals hit the? Because every criminal knows not to hit the McAllister house or any houses on the block, but the wet bandits are so incompetent at being criminals that they don't think mm. anything of it. So. All right. Yeah. All right. I've heard Franco file. That's all I got. (laughs) It's his middle name. I don't know. There's nothing there. Not worth going back for. Move on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Were you going to say, Ryan, you said I've heard. So the other theory I've heard is, and hopefully this isn't your last one, is that Kate McAllister is a fashion designer. That is not my last theory. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't, didn't kind of figure it was, but uh, yeah, Kate McAllister is a fashion designer, and that's one of the reasons they have so much money because she's like, she does her job very well. And having recently watched the second one, I will say she does pick out, um, she pick out, she picks out John Hurd's tie at some point. Um, so that's all I really have to go on that. And their house is very lavishly decorated, but no, 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 I don't think that's a theory. I think that's pretty pretty blatantly like shown in the first well i don't know if it's canon but they um i'm not sure if it's before or after the parents leave but there's some scene in the master bedroom where like you see this little table you see um like remnants of fabric that's why all the mannequins are in the house and like readily available to like mm. you know show in the sense. windows yeah yeah i think there's some sort of i don't know what it's called like a fashion table let's call it um a sewing table bed- yeah, something like that, but it's like angled. It looks more like a like an artist table, but it's got like fabric. I think there's a man, maybe a mannequin in the back of the thing. So I think that may be confirmed. I'll confirm maybe. it. It's confirmed. <laughs> it's confirmed. Um, before I get to my last theory, you reminded me when you said John Hurt, um, who, if you don't know, he's he plays uh, Peter McAllister, the father. Um, the father. The father. <laughs> love that you both did it. Um, I forgot to tell you my John Hurt story. Um, so. When I was about 16, um, my dad took us down to um, one of his college friends. Um, he has, owns a farm in Maryland. And it was for, they were surprising him because it was his, I think like 50th or 60th birthday. I don't know. It was, it was a big birthday milestone. And this guy that it was, it was, my dad was college roommates with, was having a birthday party. He went to grammar school with John Hurt. So oh, wow. they all went, all the grownups went off to the racetrack and we just got left on the farm and had like had to spend the day on the farm which which was fine and fun but my dad came back and he got john hurt's autograph and says i can't believe your dad left the rogers children home alone no are you serious right. how have i never heard that's... this story before this is great yeah that's, that's awesome. amazing yeah thought you would like that <laughs> so my theory that rest i saved for last what i said rest in peace by the way i think he passed away a few years yeah ago. he did he did right yeah there. he did yes bummer um so my last theory, um, and I am gonna like defend it, like to the death. Um, old man Murphy, aka the South Bend Shovel Slayer, is Kevin from the future. <laughs> People say a lot of things about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? Okay. He, let me. I'll let you. Yeah, let walk you me through this. Let, yeah, let you yeah. sink in. Okay. Here, here's a couple things. All right. What do we know about old man Murphy? I had a fight with my family. I lost my temper, said some things I shouldn't. Hmm, who else do we know that does that? I'm living alone. I'm living, right? Okay, so there's that. Second thing, he's tormenting Buzz outside his window. 
Mm, seems like something older Kevin would do. And then this is like the nail in the coffin. At the end of the movie, how does he know? Oh, sorry, I said Old Man Murphy. It's Old Man Marley. Marley. Old Man Marley. Um, how does he know which house Kevin is in? There's no way he would have known unless he was Kevin from the future. Well, I think, so I will say in that, I think he's like a neighborhood guy, right? So I think he knows where the, okay, not to sound weird, but I think he knows where people live. He knows where like the kids live because he also knows to go to the Murphy house, right? Because he's, he's clearly keeping an eye on stuff because he knows to go to the Murphy house to save Kevin. So I think. But if he was keeping an eye on stuff, why didn't he intervene earlier? True. Why didn't he call the cops? True. Who do so else we know like, that doesn't call the cops? Kevin. Kevin. Uh, and and he does, like, he also knows to look at Kevin through the window and wave. So there's a little bit of, like, this, like, looper situation. Exactly. Come, and he, when does he get reunited with his family? Mm-hmm. On Christmas Day, which is, a, you know, that's a theme. Yep. Okay. All right. I could, I could get behind that. Although I just... Then, then I'm going to go back to what the kids think in home in, in the first one and think that um, uh, he has more in that salt bucket than just salt then. Because this is Kevin we're talking about. Yeah, oh, he's got some booby traps in there. <laughs> he's got something in there. Yes. Yeah. So I, this is it's full of holes, Connor. Um, it's full of holes. Uh, no, you said so you said he wouldn't know. Hang on. He wouldn't know where to save Kevin because if he right. could see Kevin run into that house, like he would have seen the whole, like them trying to break into the house. He would have seen all that. But you said, okay, so Miss Kayser, you said, but he kind of knows what's going on. He sees some stuff and you're, but Connor, you're saying why, then why doesn't he intervene earlier? Mm-hmm. That would be my question to you. If he's Kevin from the future, why does he let all this, all these, why because he, he enjoys the torture? Like he, he knows, like, yeah. he knows like they, they need to get a blowtorch or a hairdryer on the head and you know, like they need to step on a, a nail, like, like that all needs to happen. And then I will intervene and save and save myself. So he's, he's, he's from the future. He went to the future, not to save his younger self, but just to relive that beautiful moment of torture and, and then ultimately save himself. And I think maybe he also, because then you think about the toothbrush scene it feels very different if if it's kevin as an older man slapping his hand down on the like why would he want to scare his younger self except he knows he's got to make him stronger yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. it's interesting it's certainly interesting mm-hmm. yeah it's got some legs. I, I wonder what old man marley thinks about buzz's girlfriend mm. okay well you well i think did we tell that story in the last podcast we did Okay, we did. We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Wolf. Yeah. It's a great story. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that is all uh, All I got. And Mr. Trey, I know you said you had to leave by, by five. So uh, was there any closing thoughts on, on Home Alone? Or I mean, I'll say, have you guys, I know I kind of came in a little late. Have you guys acknowledged uh, and told the listeners that your name on your Zoom call right now, Connor, is Snakes, snakes. as an homage to Angel, the Angels with Filthy Souls? <laughs> I feel like I know snakes. <laughs> snakes, snakes. I don't know no snakes. I don't know no snakes. I, I will also say, so I did think about, I appreciate that, that Trey is, is uh, festive for this call. I did also think about being festive for this call, but then um, I didn't know how it would look if I went after dismissal and changed into my uh, Harry costume because I have dressed up like the Wet Bandits for Halloween before. Um, 
didn't know how that would play as I was like passing through the hallways to get back to an office to have a conversation with like, you know, because it's uh, the skull cap with like the burn top and, yeah. you know, yeah. Security jumps on you. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't, we didn't know. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought you were going to go the other way with dressing up like Kate McAllister because you're both so fashion forward. And then I thought you were going to do like a pull back the hair and the earrings. You love the earrings. <laughs> yeah, the earrings, yeah. Does it look real? Do you think it's a- <laughs> yeah. yeah, do you think it's real? <laughs> no, Home Alone, is a, it, it's a classic. Uh, it is one we should all watch no matter what time of year it is. If you haven't watched it yet, you're really missing out because you have such an opportunity to watch it more than once before before the holidays are over. For sure. And you do prefer one to two, correct, Ms. Kayser? Yes, one to okay. two. I think what about I, I, you? Well, I think oh, in my and this is this is what I was telling you um, the other day, and I was like, I don't, I don't really know a lot of Home Alone trivia. I don't think. I mean, it was my number three of my top five movies. Um, I think, and then both and, of, both yeah. of them were your number three when we did it last year. Oh, no, 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 they were no, both no. your number one Christmas movie. They were no, tied. I separate. No, you tied them. You put them. You ranked them in the same spot. I said I like Home Alone, and then and then spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it, my number one was Home Alone Two. There's yes. just something about I don't know. I think it's the new, the hotel is so much fun, and Tim Curry and Rob Schneider like, and then it's just magical. It looks pretty. I, I like two better. Yeah. I do. I, I do like the Christmas tree at the end. I know where my son is taking me to Rockefeller. That like that scene gets me. Yeah, it's beautiful. So. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, guys. This was a blast. Um, no idea what we're going to do for next next year's Christmas episode, but. I mean, I think we should obviously watch, or it should be Home Alone too. It should be a sequel to this. For sure. I'm, I'm down. So, all right. All right. Thanks, thanks everybody. Uh, have a great, have a great uh, holiday break. Have a great Christmas. Happy New Year. All that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you soon with the next episode. Keep it, keep it changed, you filthy animals. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Bolt Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at The Bolt Pod for episode updates or reach out to us at thebolt at trinitybasin.net. As always, do more, expect more, and be more. I will just say Connor and Nicole wanted me to, Richmond wanted me to tell you that she misses you. She misses seeing you. She misses working with you. Aw, I, mi- I miss, I miss her very much as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Miss her a lot. Miss a lot of Panola peeps. Yeah. I miss you as well. All right. Well, Manolo, All right. everyone's good with the amount of how many, how often they see us. You know, we're good. Just, you know. <laughs> no, we can all see you more. You can show up. We'll, we'll find things. We'll have questions for you. <laughs> please, please don't. We'll unplug stuff. <laughs>